Welcome on in lacrosse fans. Sports bettors alike to bet on lacrosse. Excited to be here with you. I'm Dan Alexander. It's a three-man crew today. We got the holy triumvirate. We're like, we're like, uh, think of your favorite uh, trios in music. We're like the rush of betting on lacrosse right now. We're like the green day of betting on lacrosse right now. I'm your host, Dan Alexander. I got my man, Justin Byers, a business writer with Front Office Sports. And we got Action Jackson, Hutton Jackson, a pro, the host of Pro Lacrosse Talk and a producer with Action Network. Let's welcome in the guys because we have plenty to get into here. We have a NLL playoff game as the Bandits await who they will be playing in the finals. We're a little less than a week away from the PLL season. And, oh, yeah, we got a little something called the Natty this weekend. I know my guy Justin Byers is pumped up about it. JB, how you doing, my man? Man, I can't complain one bit. It's it's kind of sad. The college cross season is kind of doodling down on us. But uh, we got a good weekend ahead, and hopefully uh, we'll have some good picks and we'll be following on a, a broken Boulevard of Dreams for a Green Day reference. Well done. Well done, indeed. I'm trying to uh, – is Weezer a trio? I think Weezer is a trio. Destiny's Child? I mean, we don't only have to go like, like punk trios, you know, like Blink-182 route. We got some other options there. Um, Hutton, how are you doing, my man? I know you're pumped up for this week. Uh, did we steal all the power trios that are out there other than uh, than other than our power trio, obviously? Uh, I think you hit a lot of them. Um, and, uh, man, Boulevard of Broken Dreams reference by JB was a good one. I guess that makes me the American idiot. But, um, yeah, I'm happy to be here and excited to talk some uh, lacrosse. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I, now you guys stole two good references right out of the gate as well. So we're rolling here on bet on lacrosse uh, with so much to get into. We're probably just going to get right into it. Want to remind people all along the way, especially since it's just us three, um, you want to hop in, you want to give our thoughts or give your thoughts on, you know, the slate, um, any future markets had a great uh, listener conversation last week with a guy named Brandon. Unfortunately, his UVA future, just like our guy, Brian Andrews is dead in the water. Um, you know, that's what happens when you go toe to toe with uh, with the Maryland Terrapins. But uh, if you want to hop in along the way, give us some of your thoughts. Feel free. Hit that request button. We'll get you in as quickly as we can. We're going to end, as we always do, talking a little NLL. I mentioned that the Bandits await the winner of San Diego and Colorado. We'll break down that game, see what Hutton's thoughts are on that one. Brian Andrews passing in the PL, or the NLL, excuse me, um, I think that's apropos. I, I mean, I, I basically ended up passing the entire season because it was it was too tough to try and feel confident. And uh, looking at the NLL betting report, I see why it's just been like flipping coins trying to pick games in that league. But I think, you know, part of the bigger story, guys, um, before we start getting into some of these NCAA games is now we know for sure the chaos are going to be without. 10 of their biggest players to start the year. And we, we talked about, you know, hey, get in on the whip snakes when you can. Uh, they opened up actually as underdogs. If you were a savvy enough better, you were able to get one and a half goals. I think that line might end up cl closing closer to two. There continues to be money coming in on whips. They're now minus 210 on the money line. So, um, you know, I, I, I think that is a, a major story there. But Hutton, I, I want to throw it your way, you know, obviously maybe for any of that reaction, but bigger thing is, you know, you would feel like when there's 10 players going to be out in PLL the week one, um, that would probably be the biggest story, right? Well, not in the lacrosse world, because I think we all were saying, what the hell 
is going on with the Chrome right now, the Stotts saga. I don't know if you have uh, anything more. I've really been tuned into what you've been dropping uh, on Twitter. It's really just been a, a giant question mark around, is he going to play? Is he going to play? He was going to be playing in a different league, and, and he was committed for the whole entire year. And then, oh, wait, no, Sudan then says, no, I, I, he's going to be around with us for, for camp. So quite the saga, Hutton. I know our listeners want to know, what's what's the latest on that, my man? Yeah, so it sounds like he's going to play. Um, I was probably the first person to kind of cry wolf by accident. Um, I saw that the Six Nations Chiefs, who is the team that he uh, just played a game for this past weekend, um, announced that he was going to be to play for them during the season. The article made it pretty certain that he's playing along with uh, Brendan Bomberry um, throughout the entire season. At least that's what it implied. Um, they said they had a commitment from him. Um, and we've known that players are unable to play in other leagues while in season. That's a, a PLL contract stipulation. So let us to believe that Randy Stotts was not going to be playing in the PLL this year. Now I wasn't able to confirm that with him directly, but then lacrosse playground put out a report that they had confirmed with him that he was playing for the Chrome. I spoke to coach Sudan the next day um, and he's expecting them to see him day one at training camp on Saturday. So um, all signs show that he is going to play for the Chrome this year. I don't know if it just got lost in translation. The fact that he was maybe just playing a game with the chiefs, kind of get some reps under him. He's been healthy um, recently. He actually was almost ready to go with Panther city decided to rest him still just because they didn't have a chance to make the playoffs. So there's no, no worth. It wasn't worth risking injury for him, but um, he's hundred percent healthy and ready to go. Um, it looks like the Chrome are going to have him. So um, I think everyone can expect to see uh, a top tier talent in this league. Um, if you followed him during the MLL with the blaze, he was part of that prolific offense that set records in 2019 uh, had one of the sickest highlight assists in uh, 2020 with the cannons where he, basically had a defender on his back and threw a behind the back pass. So he's going to be a lot of fun to watch. And it looks like they're going to have him for the season. So that's the latest on the saga. I don't know how it really plays out with his contract stipulation. I'm just excited to be wrong and excited that we get to see him on TV this summer. Yeah. Right there with you, man. I think the more players that we're able to have under one roof, the better it's going to be for the sport just because, um, you know, that's, that's why I personally love professional sports. You know, we're going to get into NCAA, but, I always, when the pro league playoffs roll around, no matter what the sport is, I'm so tuned in because I love seeing the best athletes in the world competing on the same field. So I think that's what's been a huge draw for the Premier Lacrosse League. Um, I also think, you know, just just looking at some of these lines here, Chrome still getting that two and a half against Archers. It's week one, and you're going to have a player like Stotts on the field. And I understand they got a lot of new pieces coming in, but um, you know, article that you have coming is going to really break down, uh, you know, some of these players that are going to be back, like having Giles Harris, like the, the Chrome really have a chance to be one of those sleeper teams because a lot of the woes for them last year just had a lot to do with injury and a lot to do with, um, you know, lack of chemistry because constant rotating door and, you know, with, with some players leaving as well, there's going to be a major injection of youth. And also the, the major question marks around the team sometimes can work for a benefit, can kind of work to, to galvanize teams. So, um, you know, I'm looking forward to seeing that article, seeing any of your thoughts. But before we move on, get to NCAA, JB, any thoughts as we trudge towards the PLL season? Because, uh, you know, we, we gave out some actionable info and a lot of those lines have already, already moved in the directions that we've been looking towards. Uh, so just kind of an update before we roll on into uh, the NCAA uh, championships we have this weekend. 
No, you know, one thing I'm really kind of happy to see heading into this season, this PLL season, is the Whip Snakes. They're not the the premier team in this league, which is kind of nice to see. We've seen the teams beat each other up throughout the season, but when it comes to tournament play and winning a championship, the Whip Snakes are the only team that really stands out. Um, outside of what really happened last year, but I think this year it's really anybody's shot with you saying what the Chrome could possibly do. They could make a run. So you just really don't know going into the season, which I'm really excited for. Hey, I said it back in our preview show. I'll say it again, and I'm going to say it all year long. And, you know, I think we have a new champion this year. I don't think it's going to be Whip Snakes. I don't think it's going to be Chaos. I, I think there will be a new champion, which makes the futures market super interesting when we trudge towards PLL. Uh, last thing on PLL, uh, a little uh, happy moment for me, some news to share that I'm going to have a show coming. It'll be distributed via the PLL Bets account. It'll be, uh, you know, blasted out from the Premier Lacrosse League account as well. Uh, I will be hosting a new show. It's called Over and Back. It's going to be dropping, and we're going to have a different guest each and every week. Our first guest is going to be Evan Malloy hopping on. Um, You know, there are... Could be some fireworks dropped. You never know. Uh, also could be some uh, some heavy editing needed. We will find out. But Evan Malloy going to be hopping on the show with me over and back. So keep your eyes peeled. Make sure you follow PLL Bets. Make sure you continue to follow us here at Bet on the Cross. And, uh, you know, drop JB a follow, drop Hutton a follow. Uh, we appreciate it. And if you like what we're doing, just tell people about us. That is what it is all about so guys let's get into it here uh ncaa action this weekend couldn't be more excited about it although i'll be honest you know the fear of when the bracket rolled out and everyone was just like dear god we have no notre dame we have really no acc foes maryland could just whisk their way through the tournament you know wade their way through the tournament and shoot that's what's happening, guys. You're now looking at a futures market that is seeing Maryland as a minus 650 favorite to win. They're basically just saying, yeah, they, they've already won it. So we're all kind of you know hoping for an upset just because uh, you know it, it would be fun to see when you have six and a half point favorites potentially dropping down like they did. How about the money line in this Maryland and Princeton game? A laughable minus 1150 for the Terrapins. I mean, I, I talked to you guys about the FU lines and, and, and basically where an odds maker just puts it up and says, if you want to bet it, you know, like, fuck you, man, you can do it. If you really want to do it, you know, you want to lay 1150, um, be my guest to do it. You bet $10, you can get a, a solid 86 cents back, guys. Really nice return on the investment there. If you want to back Maryland, the take back on Princeton, though. I think almost just as laughable at plus 650 when you have such a heavy money line favorite, I'd maybe like to see a little bit longer of odds on Princeton, not saying that I would place on it, but um, you know, what, what are you going to do there? So what uh, six and a half point favorites and it's juiced minus 130. total in this one, a little bit more interesting. I know JB has a best bet coming in this game. So Hutton, I'll throw it your way first for just, um, I mean, six and a half in the semifinals, dude. Is this Maryland team the best college lacrosse team that we've ever seen? I don't want to dub them the best we've ever seen just yet. But in this era, definitely. I mean, I put them up with, you know, 1990 Syracuse, 06 UVA. Like, they're in contention for the top spot. You know, they're in that discussion for one of the best teams of all time. Um, And the market, 
I mean, these lines makers have been setting the odds, I think, pretty ironclad, you know, like it's annoying because they are fuck you lines like, okay, well, how are we supposed to play this? But Maryland has been that good this year. Um, So it's been really tough as betters. You know, I I know some guys had gotten in on Maryland futures back when they were, you know, plus 250. And I always thought there was going to be that moment where, you know, maybe they'd falter a little bit and you could get them at a better price. And that moment never came. And here you're looking at minus 650 to bet them. um, And it's just, you know, it's crazy. Uh, So, yeah, I, I definitely think they're one of the best teams we've seen in a long time. I, I do think that, you know, maybe I would lean the under just because Maryland's been, you know, putting up a lot of points. And I feel like this Princeton defense could, uh, you know, give them a little bit more trouble than what they've seen. Um, but it's just too risky for me to, you know, to bet because we've seen how many points they can put up. Um, and I think Princeton, you know, I think they have a decent shot in this game um, despite, you know, being such heavy underdogs. So what worries me is that you, you do see Maryland put up a lot of points and Princeton's able to get some late goals or whatever, just to kind of make it interesting. And, uh, and that goes over, but um, my gut feels like it, it's going to lean to the, towards the under. I just think with 27 and a half, it's a little high. And I feel like, you know, Maryland's kind of due for maybe a little bit of offense regression, but I still think they win this game. I ultimately think they win the championship. And we've also seen with lacrosse, you know, whenever you see rain in the forecast, it doesn't always mean, oh, bet the under. You know what I mean? You, you see that in football as well. It's really wind that will affect uh, totals, that will affect games and things like that. Um, it is worth mentioning, though, on Saturday, there is some weather in the forecast. Uh, I, I was just checking it out. I always like to do that, you know, always build it in to when I'm trying to handicap games, either, you know, good, bad, or indifferent. I thought last weekend we were going to see a lot of unders just because of the heat, and we saw exactly that, you know, it, it if you were betting live unders, um, you were really making some good coin. You, you wait for some early goals, hit some of these. And we've also seen more live lines, guys. So, again, um, there might not be something actionable for you right now in this Maryland game. I would be very surprised if we didn't see a live line in this. Um, you know, you, you may have gotten suckered in with that live line of UVA. Oh, my goodness. UVA scores the first goal. They're going to be fighting. And then life happened. So, uh, Hutton, you have anything more to add to that end? Yeah, I think playing this live is where you can probably find the most value. You know, I think right now it's it's properly priced with Maryland being minus six and a half. Um, but we've seen them, you know, go down or not score the first goal or whatever. We saw it against UVA last week. So I think, you know, just monitor that live line because right now, like I said, I feel like Maryland's championship, it's inevitable. So if I'm you and I see, you know, this the, the spread dip to maybe minus five and a half, minus four and a half even, I would jump on that. So I think you might be able to get some more value if you're feeling like, you know, maybe minus six and a half feels a little bit right. It's a little too many goals to lay. Um, I think, you know, maybe Princeton comes out hot, puts up a few goals on them. Uh, I would hit Maryland on that the live spread just because I do think Maryland's going to win this game. And, you know, Princeton might throw something at them they're not used to, but they are such a good team that they'll ultimately come back and win this game even if they do go down a couple goals. So, yeah, play that live, those live odds a little bit. See if you can get anything. I think the bookmakers are smart, so it might take, you know, a three- or four-goal lead for us to see any movement. But um, that's something I would be looking out for on Saturday. It's also worth mentioning, guys, too, um, you know, the most ideal thing would be Princeton comes out red hot and is leading at halftime. Because I will tell you what, if Princeton has a lead at halftime, I am backing up the Brinks truck to place on Maryland in the second half. Like, like, like that is what I am absolutely praying for is Princeton comes out red hot and maybe even has, you know, like, 
a one goal lead, you're probably not going to see too much in the movement of the spread. They've been really um, stingy. I don't know if they have somebody watching it live, if they do it like an algorithm, like a lot of this live betting is. Um, but if you just like Hutton said, if you're ever getting a lower price on Maryland, even if it's just a goal or two, I think that could be a really, really solid bet. Um, I, I know that uh, Hutton, we both have a best bet coming up in this Rutgers and Cornell game. So I'm going to set it up and give JB the floor to kind of break down the way that he's looking at that before we get into our NCAA best bets for this weekend, roll into some NLL talk as well. If you want to be a part of the space, just hit that request button. We'll get you on in here. Rutgers, the one and a half goal favorites, minus 130 if you want to lay that with them. Cornell, the underdog on the money line as well. Rutgers minus 170. Your take back on Cornell for a $10 better would be $14. They're plus 140. Uh, total in this one, I don't know. For, for what Rutgers has been doing offensively, 24 and a half um, seems a little low. It's juiced to the over, minus 120. You can back the under at minus 110. But uh, I think we got a hell of a lacrosse game between these two teams. I, I I don't know if I could make a case either way on this, but I think I lean Rutgers in this one. But, JB, um, since your best bet's coming from the other game, how are you attacking this one? Is it going to be a pass, or you think you're going to sprinkle on something come game time? You know, it's the Final Four, so i got to sprinkle something. And personally, <laughs> you know, I'm, I might wait to see if there's any line movement, you know, closer to the weekend. But personally, what I'm leaning here is Cornell. That They're a team that's just continually surprised me throughout the season, and they've been able to win in a variety of ways. I think Connor Busek's got a really good thing going there, and they've got a really solid team from top to bottom with, with Erlen in the cage and what they're doing with their, their midfield and their attack scoring goals almost at will. They're a scary team to face in this position, and we know Rutgers, they have the NASCAR offense. They've got one of the best goalies in Colin Curse, who's arguably – been the the player of the tournament so far if he doesn't have a great day then Cornell could really run away with this one so I'm excited to to kind of see what Cornell has and if if Rutgers can live up to the hype and that's that's always the question heading into Rutgers games it's you know how is Curse going to do all playoffs long though he has just just like you said been been insanely solid and when we get to my best bet I have some numbers on just him lifetime in the tournament and the four games that he's played he raises his level come tourney time and Rutgers has really needed it because there's been some good looks on cage so um get into the best bets here um I forgot to mention this too when when we were talking about the uh, Princeton Maryland game um and, and then we'll get into our best bets uh, sorry to kind of go back and forth here but it was something that I wanted to get in there um uh, when I was trying to handicap and find a side, find find a play in the Maryland and Princeton game. I went back to when they played the first time because uh, Princeton actually covered this number. Princeton only lost by five goals the first time that Maryland and Princeton faced off, uh, faced off against each other this year. And then I dove into the numbers, guys, and I don't have them in front of me right now. Sorry, I should have been a little bit better prepared. But um, it was something, the, the shot disparity, Maryland, I believe, had 50 shots to Princeton's 23. So, while oh, they covered this number. You know, we let's just, let's just go back and and you know, look at that. They already covered it. Now it's playoff time. Um they were lucky to be within 5 goals of Maryland and Maryland's dropping those shots that maybe they didn't drop earlier in the year that kept some of those games a, a little bit closer. So, um you know, I, I 
I just have concerns for Princeton be, being able to score in 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 their in, in their matchup against Maryland. I think you know the buzz of playoff time. Sure, um, you know I, I feel like when you try and make a case for Princeton getting the six and a half, um, you're almost trying to do it to talk yourself into this could be a game. But but all the stats. Everything is telling us that Maryland should roll. Um, sometimes, you know, that's the best spot to back the underdog. I just don't have the stomach to do it. So your best bet comes in this one, JB. Justin Byers, a business writer with Front Office Sports. So I'm going to throw it your way, my man. What are you backing? Are, are you doing it? Are you, are you having the gastrointestinal fortitude to back Princeton? Or what are you playing in this game? The fact that Maryland put up. 50 goals or 50 shots, excuse me, against Princeton that first matchup almost made my stomach turn as a former goalie. The the fact that they they saw that many shots is utterly ridiculous. <laughs> um, but yeah, like like you guys were kind of speaking on earlier, like this would be a great game if there were more market opportunities with betting lacrosse. If there were alternate lines or if there were first half, second half betting, this would be a great spot to kind of get in between there, especially with that, that first half with Princeton. If you're able to get like a, a plus three and a half number there, that'd be great. But um, with the way the history's kind of gone with Maryland so far, we know they could put up a ton of points. But this under 27 and a half is kind of intriguing only because there's a potential for Maryland to play two games in three days which means if they get a little bit of a head, they could be, you know, more prone to, to resting the starters and getting some of those second and third string guys out there. If Maryland goes up early, you, you could see a second string goalie come in at the fourth, fourth quarter. So you just don't know. And I think that's going to be kind of a, a tone. I'm going to go with it just because we've seen Maryland be so dominant. I wouldn't be surprised if they kind of slow things down and kind of get out there and get in and get out early just so they can move on to Monday and, and hopefully win another championship. And I also kind of want to add that Princeton, I, you know, like they've got a great offense and so they've got great talent, but can they put up even 10 goals against this, this Maryland defense where, you know, Maryland's not necessarily known for their defensive prowess in the past. Like, of course they've had great defensemen and great long poles, but this this Maryland defense is just on a different level right now. And they're they're kind of clicking on all cylinders and they, they play collectively really well, which is encouraging to see as someone who takes pride in defense and they're giving their goalie like great opportunities to see the shots that he wants to see. And with that being said, I don't know if Princeton can even get to twelve goals. So that gives me a little bit even more of a cushion on this under. Uh, yeah, I, I tend to agree with you. Um, I think it's going to be interesting just how how this game plays out because, like you said, I, I think you have a good point there. You know, Maryland's never been one to kind of take the pedal off the metal, but that's not really just – that's not really because – they don't. They do rest their starters. You know, it's just that they, their second stringers are that good. So um, I think Princeton's a caliber team where if they do put in their second stringers, um, we're not going to see as many goals as we do with other teams. Um, you know, when like a Vermont, when Maryland really, you know, rested some of their guys later in the game, but you know, those guys were able to put up points too. So um, yeah, I, I tend to agree with you on that one um, for sure. It's definitely going to be interesting. I'm personally staying away, but I, I like the the play to go with the under there. Yeah, it can be scary because we've seen Maryland in the past get to championship weekend and kind of 
not necessarily fold, but things that go the way that they probably play into. So with a team like Princeton, and I know this this Maryland team is it's definitely up there in my opinion with that 06 Virginia team, which is personally, in my opinion, the best team in college across, even though, you know, I was born, you know, prior to the nineties and eighties. So I don't know. But we'll see. I think this Maryland team is they're they're good, but they just really gotta put it away. Like they they can't give Princeton any type of hope this weekend. And if they do, they could be in some trouble. I have a play coming up in the Rutgers game. Uh, we're we're kind of at odds. Maybe Brian Andrews, our other guy, he said, I, I don't want to come on because I'm going to be going head-to-head with Hutton. So, Hutton, I'm going to give you the floor. Rutgers, you're looking at the side in this one. Best bet time for Hutton Jackson, host of Pro Lacrosse Talk and a producer over with the Action Network. What do you got for the folks, Hutton? I'm taking Rutgers minus one and a half here. Um, you know, I think they're a far better team than Cornell. I think Cornell can give them a good game, but um, I would have set this more at minus two and a half, minus three and a half. So um, I like Rutgers only having to lay two goals. Um, this defense is a tough defense. I think this defense is just as good, if not better, than the Delaware defense that Cornell ran into last week. And of course, Cornell did beat that Delaware team, but. Overall, I, I, th- I thought it was a much closer game than I expected. Uh, I know me and JB were both happy because my Cornell minus one and a half hit and his Delaware plus two and a half hit. But overall, I, I haven't been super impressed with Cornell um, the past two weeks enough to believe that they're going to cover um, against Rutgers. So I'm taking Rutgers here um, right now. You know, they're 12th ranked defense in defensive efficiency. Um, and they really capitalize on teams mistakes. You know, they, they actually pay at a, play at a slower pace than a lot of people think just because they are, you are used to seeing them, you know, in transition and stuff, but that's really just a testament to actually them taking advantage of the other team's mistakes. And Cornell has been prone to make some, you know, mistakes some turnovers at points. So I think they're going to capitalize on those mistakes. Um, uh, and I think that they're going to ultimately cover this one and a half spread and, uh, and win by two goals and find themselves facing another big 10 team in the championship on Monday. Yeah, I think that's part of the thing that's going under the radar, too, is if you look at Rutgers' path, um, you know, there was all this talk about the big bad Ivy this year. You know what I mean? All the representation that the Ivy had in this tournament and all Rutgers has done is mow down. You know, they, they can kind of feel like, hey, maybe we're the giant killers. You know, you, you roll Harvard in the first round. You're able to really have a tight grind out game. Penn showed me a lot. I mean, true. That's a damn tough team for sure. A shame that we won't get to see them play another game. But now to be the third straight Ivy team that Rutgers is playing. And I think we would be kidding ourselves that there wasn't at least some talk in that locker room about like, oh, I thought it was the Ivies here. You know what I mean? Like, like I feel like there's that little just added spark there and the fact that it likely sets up that either they'll be playing an Ivy in the finals or the more likely thing is going to happen. They'll be facing off against Maryland, a team that whooped their ass twice this year. That's even more motivation to try and get into that game. Maybe try and take some bad taste out of your mouth in that one. So I think the, the game plays towards Rutgers. I, I think they're a favorite for the reason. I think the line's a little bit short too. And the more that I dove into this game, is what made me arrive at my best bet. And I know it's championship weekend. It's a holiday weekend. Who the hell wants to sweat out an under? 
I, the numbers are telling me go, going under this this low 24.5 point total. Um, part of it is just due to the team that they're facing. This Cornell veteran defense unit has been strong all year, only allowing 11.4 goals per game, but they've ratcheted that up in the playoffs. And you can say, yeah, maybe the offenses they faced weren't all that great, but They've only allowed 16 total goals all tournament long, eight in the first game to OSU, eight to Delaware. I, I think that, you know, there's a lot to be said of the fact that they have some graduate students on there. They have one lone sophomore who's playing like an upperclassman. There's a lot of veteran presence on that defense and not a bad netminder either. On the other sideline, you're facing off against Rutgers, a team that constantly, when people think about, um, you know, the NASCAR offense, and we've heard that to death, um, you know, Hutton just kind of alluded to it. They actually play not that crazy of a pace. The reason why it seems like they're possessing the ball all the time is because they lead the nation in clearing percentage. They have only failed on less than 9% of their clears all year long. And that, to me, says not many unsettled opportunities go in the way of Big Red. And if they do go the way of Big Red, guess what? You're going to be staring down cursed in between the pipes, who has averaged in his four games in NCAA playoff uh, tournament history – 8.7 goals allowed, 17 saves per game. This guy ratchets it up. I expect him to do the same. And the kicker, guys, like I mentioned, there is that rain in the forecast. So if there are some of those fast breaks, you know, maybe we see some more turnovers going down. Maybe we see some mucky offensive possessions. I'm not really relying on that for my handicap. It just helps benefit the fact that I think this game sets up to an under 24 and a half. I think you're looking at more maybe like an 11-10 final uh, or, or to help out Hutton, maybe a 12-10 final. But I think that this is is playing to an under. I'm back in the under 24 and a half Cornell and Rutgers and minus 110 on DraftKings. Any final thoughts, guys, before we uh, start swinging it around, open it up for some listeners? Yeah, I am going to have to co-sign that um, based on the numbers, too. I, I think we're in for an under. Um, the pace of play these both these teams play at are really, really low in the standings. Uh, Cornell plays at the 58th slowest pace. Rutgers, they do capitalize on transition, but once they settle into their offense, uh, they're slow to go, you know, attack the cage. Um, and pair that with the fact that Rutgers is 39th in offensive efficiency and Cornell's 25th in offensive efficiency, um, I think that sets up very nicely – for an under, you know, slow pace for both these teams, uh, mediocre offensive efficiency. Uh, I'm going to have to co-sign, and I think I'm going to go with that under as well. That, we put on our beep-boop-bop hats right there, dropping some numbers for you, backing up the plays. That's our thoughts on the NCAA slate. You have any best bets you want to drop in, just hit that little uh, speaker in your bottom left-hand corner, and we'll get you in here. Uh, we'd love to hear from you, get some of your thoughts Um We'll move right into the NLL here. I, I was going to, you know, throw in a little bit on um, just future pricing, but, you know, what what what's the point? I, I mean, if you are going to back a future, the only one I think worth betting is Princeton at this point because they're plus 1,400. And it's only the thought process behind it. I tweeted it out a little bit earlier this week. Um, if they are the giant killer, if they are the one who beats Maryland, they're going to be favored in the, in the national championship game. I would be, even if Rutgers is in the game, I don't see how, you you know, the team who knocks off Maryland isn't favored. So, um, you know, you, you, you maybe sprinkle a little bit on Princeton. I'm not going to do it. You know, I just like trying to look at those future markets and see uh, an opportunity that we might have. So if you wanted to take some money out of your pocket, I think that would be the way to attack it. Um, alternatively, um, my Venmo at Dan Newbert, just uh, just Venmo me, send me that. 
uh, whatever you're going to put on it, and I'll book it for you. So uh, I'm just kidding, SEC. Don't come knocking at my door and saying that I'm booking action live on Twitter. Um, but seriously, if you want to Venmo me. All right, so uh, NLL action this weekend. We got one game, boys. We got the Seals and the Mammoth. Seals, one-and-a-half-point favorites. Total, 21-and-a-half. Slightly juiced to the over. Sheer pass for our guy, Brian. Um, you know, if I was betting this game, I might lean towards the Seals. Um, on the money line, though, you would have to lay 15 um, to get back 10. So, I, I don't know if there's as much value there. Because I think the Mammoth could pull the upset. Um, I'm looking forward to watching this. Uh, I, I just don't know, Hutton, if there's anything – um, you know, I would put any money on total 21 and a half for what it's worth. Yeah, th- this is rock solid right now. Um, I'm, it's tough for me to kind of predict. Uh, both games have kind of been, you know, just any team could win. I mean, we almost saw the Seals uh, win in regulation. The Mammoth came back and tied with a minute left in that game. Still lost in overtime. But um, if I had to have a lean, I'd lean Mammoth money line. I think there's some value there. But it's just it's not enough for me to pull the trigger at plus 120. I think they have a chance at winning this game. Um, and so that would probably be the play if I had to pick any play. The total, it, it's too too tight for me. Um, we've seen both these goalies can really, you know, pitch really tough games. Um, and so that's why I, I don't know if I would touch that total where it's at. It's not as clear like, you know, last week when we had Toronto and Buffalo, me and uh, Brian, you know, I pat ourselves on the back called that perfectly that we thought Rose and Vince would have a a better game and they sure did. Um, But my only play really actually this weekend came last weekend, other than the under, I actually took the bandits minus one Oh five to win the championship because I knew that their odds would decrease. Had they, um, you know, advanced, I was banking on them winning rather than playing them on the money line against Toronto. I figured I, I'd get my future in now. So um, not too much value there, but that's what I got. Um, they're still minus 160. Um, I think there's a little bit of value there because they're going to be heavily favored going into this next series. Um, but it's a little bit trickier right now being minus 160 just because you don't want to lay too much on them to win the championship. Um, you know, But the nice thing about that is you could – get them minus 160 now to win the championship. They come out, they lose that first game to whoever they play. I still think they're going to be favored in that second game, even if they lose. So you still have a chance to maybe, you know, change your course of action a little bit or double down um, on it a little bit. So, you know, that that's kind of the, the game you could play right now if I would. But um, right now I think my only lean would be Mammoth on the money line. Um, but sit back, relax, enjoy this one because – I think it's going to be a great finish between both these teams, and I think we're in for a good championship. A pass across the board as we head on in to the NLL Cup. Will it be Seals? Will it be Mammoth? We'll also break down who could be potentially missing out on the PLL, depending on who wins that. Make sure you're tuned in. Follow us at Bet on Lacrosse. And that's our thoughts on the lacrosse slate this weekend. By the time we talk to you next week, it's going to be PLL time. I couldn't be more excited about it. You know, continue checking us out here on Bet on the Cross. Want to remind you, check out my new show coming over and back. It'll be found on the PLL Bets account. First guest is going to be Evan Malloy from the Post Game Podcast. So, should be a fun one indeed. So, uh, boys, you know, that that's it. If anybody has any thoughts, you can hit that request button. But uh, another fun episode with you guys. What do you got, Hutton? We got Brad uh, also joining. Let's for- go. Here we go. Brad, look at the brain on Brad. What's up, my man? How's it going, guys? Uh, great episode. I think the only thing I'm completely on board with not playing 
this NLL game coming up this weekend. But if you look at uh, BetMGM, uh, they actually have, it looks like their futures prices are backwards because the Seals are plus 450 to win the cup. Mammoth is plus 300, I believe. And obviously Seals are favored by a bit in that game. So if you're looking to make a play, you don't really want to get in on that game individually. That'll give you a little bit of extra value heading into the NLL Cup if they do hold serve at home and uh, make it to the finals. That's a great find right there. You know, that nice plus 450 potential price that you could get there. Why bet the one game? And then, you, you know, you're playing with a little bit of house money heading in there. And then maybe Hutton, the Bandits, drop the first game against the Seals. And then you see an opportunity where that series price, kind of what you, you did if anybody has been betting this Miami Heat and Boston Celtics series, you had great opportunity to get both of those teams plus prices, something that we talked about when we were on uh, Beat the Line with uh, with our guy Adam Rosenberg the other night about, you know, trying to use some of these handicapping uh, tools that we use in other sports, um, you know, that, that plus 450 – do you think that's a mispriced, or do you think that's the bookmaker saying, ah, Colorado might be the one who gets home in this one? Like, I, I, I'm not sure uh, sure what we're seeing there. Uh, so I think it could be that way. You know, ideally, like, I think you could like the Mammoth more than the Seals. Ultimately, I think it's probably a misprice by MetaMGM um, just because we've seen them misprice things yes. in the past. Yes, we have. <laughs> I think that's a, kind of a, a misprice there and a great find by Brad. Um, and I don't hate that play at all if you if you do like one of those teams because, like you said, if the Bandits do go down by one game, this team's just one game away from winning a championship. So gives you a little bit of, of wiggle room uh, for sure to, to play. Um, I just I just can't get, get there just yet. But I will say, Dane Doby and Brody Merrill, man, you – can't bet against them so uh it's it's tough for me to lean mammoth and that's partially why i just can't officially get to the counter on this game because there's a lot at stake for both teams and they're riding that high you know from the dane doby behind the back goal in overtime so um i'm just looking forward to kicking up my feet and watching this matchup and seeing who the bandits get to face in uh, the championship yeah, so Brad, great find on that uh, that little misprice there. That's what we do here with Bet on the Cross. You see something, say something. So, do you have any action that you're going to be uh, placing this week, either NCAA or are you just uh, hitting one of those futures? I, don't you have a ticket on Maryland, Brad? Or, or am I uh, am I mistaken? What do you, what are you attacking this weekend with? I am extremely well positioned in futures uh, across both <laughs> leagues, actually. Uh, I've got Maryland plus 550 that was still hanging on the board at MGM after they beat Virginia earlier in the season. Um, so a little bit of money on that one. And then when it comes to NLL, uh, Coolbet had uh, the Bandits plus 900 at the start of the season. So I got that kicking around. So it'd uh, be nice if I could have some uh, some big plus money on both sides heading into the NLL Cup. And then I'm just riding with Maryland because why the hell not at this point? Yeah, why? Why when you have a five fifty ticket, forget playing minus eleven fifty, Brad. You just keep riding that to the bank, and that's going to be one hell of a screenshot if that one ends up getting home for you. What? A, what a ticket hunt! Oh man, we should have been asking you for advice at the start of this. <laughs> now we know. Yeah, actually, uh, Canadian content here just to to drop it in, but uh, Ontario just had DK open up. Um, in Ontario, north of the border here. So I finally got access to 
NCAA futures prices. Uh, that one that I had on Maryland is one of the, uh, the situations you were talking about, Dan, where shipped uh, a friend down in the States a little bit of money to place a ticket for me. So, uh, but we finally have NCAA prices with, uh, with DraftKings up here. And uh, cool bets, uh, again, offering some value on the PLL. They actually have the Water Dogs and the Redwoods plus 800 for the PLL championship. So they're, uh, they've been pretty sharp on their lines for most of the season, but I feel like those ones are a bit off. I'll tell you what, B-Rad, is this PLL future market, our, our, our whiz Brian Andrews actually worked up a way and it would take like hundreds of dollars to be able to do it. And it would basically just be able to say like you beat a market. He worked up a way that you could place a future on every team and guarantee yourself money in the PLL season. Shopping around in lines with this 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 new availability. And I'm so pumped you guys are going to have it up north as well because it means we're going to get to have you continuing on here with the Bet on the Cross podcast and getting to hear from you as we continue. Um, it's going to be fun, but I'm with you, man. The, the future prices right now are maybe one of your best bets in lacrosse because also one of the things that sets us up very nicely is the fewer teams right like you're, you're already playing in a field that's that is skewed towards the better because it's a one in eight chance of, of what you could potentially you know be getting home here so uh, i i just think um you know there, there's there's some major value in these futures and i'm not typically a future better but i, I think that might be a, a way that i'm going to attack it kind of moving forward here jb did you did you place any futures here hey, we'll, get, we'll get our last thoughts on this the future markets as a whole have you hit anything um future wise i think we mentioned it when we were doing our pll preview but maybe for some of the listeners who didn't hear that part have you dropped any futures because uh for for my uh addition of over and back i have to pick a team that's going to be my futures and i'm I'm like leaning Redwoods right now. I, what, what are you thinking, man? I'm on the dogs, man. I'm on the water dogs. And I I just think they really turned the corner this year. I think they've got a really good team, like, through and through. And we've seen them, like, get off to a good start and tail off and vice versa. I think they just kind of stick through and have a really good season the entire year, which I'm really looking forward to. I think they really take the next step and kind of be one of those – keepsake teams like the whip snakes but i the future market has been tough for me this year with lacrosse um i i'm embarrassed to say this but i had two futures on duke and notre dame heading into the season and i really thought i was onto something and uh they didn't even make the tournament so there's that i know that feeling i know that feeling we'll give we'll give hutton the last word on this but brad you mentioned those future prices well if my guy likes the water dogs, he might have to slide in the DMs and uh, work out some uh, some cash across the border there because that plus 800 is juicy. If you had to pick one team, Brad, for the PLL uh, future for you to sprinkle on, uh, who would it be price-wise or who would it just be you think is going to get home with it? Yeah, For me, it's water dogs plus 800 as well. I think that's you know, you might have a little uh, chaos bandits hangover from an NLL championship and you might have a pissed off Dylan Ward in between the pipes for the water dogs all season. So uh, those things combined with all of the two way guys they've added. I mean, everyone's talking about, you know, Chris Gray, Logan Vosnaskis as rookie of the year. Reed Bowering, sleeper pick for rookie of the year in the PLL, even though he wasn't drafted this year, this will be his rookie season. And, uh, that dude is uh, a monster.
he's like a Zach Courier 2.0. Um, yeah, I, I love that suggestion there. And um, the sneaky signing by them to get him this offseason. Matt Hosick as well, Graham Hosick's brother, uh, would probably play short stick defensive midi, I assume. Um, but yeah, I, I like the water dogs a lot as well. And for all those reasons, um, another team that was right there with them, I'd say Atlas, uh, is a team that, you know, I don't know if there's a ton of value right now on them. I feel like you could wait a little bit just because the season's so up and down. Um, but if there's a team that I really think could get that first round by and have a chance to go all the way, Atlas right now is kind of my, my pick. I haven't bet them yet. Um, but I'm planning on just wait, waiting for that right opportunity. I don't want to wait too long, though. I tried that with Maryland and never ended up getting in on it uh, before it was too late. So uh, who knows? I, I got to make sure that I jump on it uh, you know, sooner rather than later this time around. Well, and for what it's worth, you know, you shop around uh, BetMGM posting right now on Atlas plus 550. So that's the best price that I'm seeing right now on Atlas. And then you have the same ticket that B-Rad has on Maryland. And then when you get home, you get to brag to everybody and talk about your closing line value. Um, You know, and for me, again, I did it last year. I think I'll probably end up going back to the well and uh, and getting the future down on Redwoods. Like they've just been always a bridesmaid never the bride so many times that it's like they need to break through right and i just think they have a lot of good pieces in place i think that their draft was also sneaky good their offseason was sneaky good so i think i'm gonna go back to the well put another one on the redwoods there so um huge thanks to brad hopping in here at the end really love that futures talk to kind of close us down here want to remind you uh, our plays for this week we're all passing uh, in the uh, in the uh, NLL, but NCAA action, we got a three-pack for you. I'm on under Rutgers-Cornell going under the 24-and-a-half. It's an under show here, even though we usually go over on the time. Justin going under Maryland versus Princeton, that number 27-and-a-half. And Hutton is laying it with the Scarlet Knights, minus one and a half, Rutgers, his best bet. Huge thanks to all you joining in. Thanks for tuning in. If you like what we're doing, just share it. Drop a like, uh, you know, make sure you follow us, bet on lacrosse, follow all of our individual handles as well, because for my guys, front office sports business writer, Justin Byers, check out his articles. And my other guy, Hutton Jackson, check out his work with Action Network. Maybe some fun stuff coming soon as well. Lacrosse fans also check out his weekly podcast, Pro Lacrosse Talk. I'm Dan Alexander with Wager Talk and with Gambling.com. Make sure you check out the new show over and back. It'll be dropped on the at PLL Bets account. Evan Malloy of the Post Game Podcast joining me for the first episode. So huge thanks, everybody, tuning in. Have a terrific Memorial Day weekend. And hopefully when we're talking to you next week, we got some more money in our pockets. Good luck, everybody. Mm-hmm.